Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and we are broadcasting live from inside Renaissance Bank on Windward Parkway in beautiful Alpharetta. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that uh, Renaissance Bank has been voted best bank to work with by Forbes magazine for several years in a row for a good reason, and it's because they are big enough to handle pretty much any business need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. Now, here's how to test that out. Uh, I know this myself, but you test it out. Uh, Go to uh, their website renaissancebank.com, find their local office and give them a call. What you will find is uh, someone will answer, actually answer the phone. <laughs> Imagine that. Or um, uh, they'll, uh, you can leave a voicemail and they'll call you back. And uh, that's the way it works at Renaissance Bank. They uh, deal in a personal way. And if you're looking for that for your business, um, I think you'll be uh, glad you gave them a try. Renaissance Bank, understanding you member FDIC. Now I want to welcome Rita Evans and Mary Ledbetter. Rita, Mary, welcome. So glad to be with you this morning, John. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Now we've got the two of you uh, here today to talk about National Women's Equality Day uh, here in 2021, which as we're doing this show uh, here on uh, the 26th of August, uh, 2021. Uh, that's the day we're uh, celebrating or, or commemorating. Um, before we get to that, though, let's give a brief introduction to you, Rita, and then Mary. Well, thanks for again for inviting us to be here to celebrate National Women's Equality Day. I've been 20 years. I'm a vice president at a major financial services firm here in Alpharetta. I am a graduate of Leadership North Fulton in Leadership Atlanta, good member of the Chamber of Commerce, and I'm the CEO as well of Life Resources and a longtime women's advocate. I'm glad to bring with me today my good friend. I'm Mary Ledbetter. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a resident, proud resident of North Fulton in the Roswell, Alfred, and now Milton area for about 30 years, and I'm um, a in, in technology, I work as a senior solution architecture for a, a large international technology company and uh, called Click. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, a member of Women in Technology, and um, you know, try to get involved where I can to try to keep things real. Awesome. So, um, two accomplished uh, women business leaders uh, to talk about. National Women's Equality Day. For those that don't know what that means, Rita, explain it, please. Well, it is 101 years ago today that women actually got the right to vote with the 19th Amendment, and we have been celebrating that uh, in those many years. It took from 1868 to then to get the right to vote. As women, mm-hmm. uh, after the Civil War, race was no longer uh, a barrier. Race, religion, to voting, 
however, gender was. So it took that long for women to get the right to vote of any color. And so we have been celebrating that, and we have lots of women uh, in elected offices, Mm -hmm. as well as women business owners. And as Renaissance Bank will tell you, women's now able to get credit because that was another thing that had to be accomplished because we've never had an amendment that says that women are equal. There has been disparities that we've been trying to correct over the years, and we've done it through different laws, but laws can be repealed or changed. We've never done it in an amendment. So Mm. that has been the thing that has been um, the concern and we can see that now as one political party goes in and out, then this law is repealed or changed or revoked. Sure. Absolutely. So why is it important beyond just the right to vote, Mary, why is it important to talk about this day and what it signifies? Well, I think it's because a large number of the people in this country um, believe that, you know, with the right to vote came all of the uh, access and privilege that women uh, needed to be able to be and stand on an equal footing with men when, in fact, that just isn't the case. As Rita said, there have been spot laws that have passed to, to help women, you know, keep them in business and, and try to keep them at a level. But um, the, the amendment to the Constitution um, that you know, we, we would like to see passed with with, um, with this grassroots campaign that we started in 2019 before COVID uh, would would make it a law that, that women had to be treated equally in terms of, you know, of, of pay and, and health care and, and all of those things where we still see such a great disparity. Uh, we, you know, we had a, a really, really good time here in North Fulton back in November, uh, actually on the 100th anniversary mm. of of this um, of this right to vote, uh, where we, you know, we had a, a number, we honored a number of women from um, from the Superior Court in Georgia to our representatives here in North Fulton and Milton, Alpharetta, uh, Roswell. And uh, it was a great event, um, kind of get things going. But my my biggest problem is um, is just knowledge and visibility that a lot of our young women today, I don't think, realize that there is no constitutional amendment that guarantees us any equality under the law. And that's what uh, Rita and I are, are you know, Rita's a, a, I guess, spokesperson or a co-chair of the 38 degree, mm-hmm. which is the... Um, getting the 38th state to ratify this amendment mm-hmm. that um in 1970 i guess they um they they brought it up for ratification and and we've been waiting to get that 38th state to ratify it in order to make it a common law yes and the history of that is in most people think that the era passed right. if right. you ask anybody mm. well it passed mm-hmm. and the era amendment the law wording and everything is like 32 words uh, was passed in 1972 but it was not to become law until it was ratified Mm -hmm. by 38 states it was given seven years to pass Mm. and in those seven years only 35 states voted to pass it the biggest block was the 
the Bible Belt, the mm. Southeastern Conference, and I'm, I'm as a Baptist preacher's kids with two Baptist uh, family members as a, and a daughter and son-in-law as ordained ministers. I know all about the Bible Belt. Yeah, and this really wasn't in any opposition to that. Uh, it was just part of the the politics of it. It it didn't get passed, so they went back to the legislature and asked. This is the National Congress, and asked for an extension of the seven years. Mm-hmm. And they got it till 1982. At that point, um, the Carters were in office for governor and yeah. first woman of Georgia. So Rosalind did a lot to try to get the ERA passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't pass. Uh, Kathy Steinberg and Eleanor Richardson were very um, active in that. And then... There was a big gap, and then in 2017, Illinois passed, and then who beat us to the draw as being the 38th state was Virginia. Mm. So now we've had the 38 states ratify. It's outside of the deadline. And so today in Washington, there is a rally in front of the Supreme Court asking them to ex- to extend or acknowledge the amendment was ratified finally. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have had another amendment. It was the election campaign and voting yourself a raise Mm. that was passed that took almost 200 years before it was ratified by all the states. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got precedents there. So that's going on in Washington now. That's where the other co-chair is. A 38 degree for Georgia. So we won't be the 38th nor the 39th. Uh, we could possibly be the 40th. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, folks, Rita Evans and Mary Ledbetter are with us, and we're here uh, chatting about National Women's Equality Day 2021. Uh, so um, that's great background. Um, and I, I want to get to the business side of this. And then we'll talk some about some other aspects about women's equality or inequality, uh, better said. Um, let, let's, let's talk about now, one of the things I guess maybe that we can uh, come at this uh, from is how the pandemic has exposed a lot of fissures in our society. And one of them relates to women, women in business both as employees and as um, business owners. Mary, why don't you chat about that a little bit first? Well, I think that, you know, the disparity in business, I I, I work in an an industry where it's predominantly male Mm -hmm. just by, I don't, I don't want to say by definition, but it just seems to have worked out that there are, there are many fewer women in, in our business. And, when we were not in a pandemic situation, I think women were making strides um, just by being present, by having their voices heard, by mm-hmm. by you know being in the room and being part of the conversation. And with the pandemic um, and people working from home, a lot of my peers, a lot of women have had to um, obviously take the step back where they're working from home because that's what we've been doing for the last year. Right. Um, but also they've been forced to slip back into that role of 
the housekeeper, you know, watching the children, trying mm-hmm. to do the dual role of working their jobs, but also being um, uh, responsible uh, for just it just seems to have naturally evolved where women have have been sort of expected to slip back into that role of the keeper of the house and home and um and have been viewed as such and so it's it's a step backward in that you know it we're we're now we're in that that spotlight that was on us you know as as emerging uh has dimmed a bit now that we're we're back in the home uh to some people's mind where we belong <laughs> yeah. yeah or not or not right I mean, right so the other part of that that's been impacted and many of you may not know this that it's very difficult for women to achieve more than a million dollars in revenue. It's fewer than 10% of all women business owners do more than a million in revenue. Mm. That is a major break point. Mm-hmm. I've done my, that myself a couple of times, and it's, it's very hard for a, a sole business owner to do that. And so what's happened is because of the caregiving responsibilities – and because of over things like overhead, mm-hmm. the majority of home-based businesses are run by women, mm. and they're run out of the home. Right. But when kids, dad, and the dog are all there, it's very hard to manage that for profitability. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told my friend when all of this was happening, we're going to have two things happening. We're either going to have more babies or more divorces. And uh, we've got some good support at Atlanta Divorce Law and others, and so they <laughs> right. they've noticed the uptick as, yeah, as well. For sure. But what we're what we're seeing is that has put us back, according to some of the demographics that I have seen, it's put us back ten years. We had gotten up to women making eighty two cents on the same dollar that men make mm-hmm. it takes us to april the 18th every year not to pay taxes but for me to catch up with what you made last year doing the same job wow okay and women have a tendency especially and i'm going to speak to this as a grit a girl raised in the south okay, <laughs> okay. i'm a true grit yep. okay is that what we do is that we were not taught to boast upon ourselves, mm-hmm. to rooster like guys did. Right. We were we were taught to serve. That's a very good Southern Baptist thing to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and so you just serve and serve and serve and expect to get noticed. What happens is when you serve and serve and serve is that you get more work. And we haven't been taught to ask. There's a book written that's very good for women business owners to look at or women in corporate. It's called Women Don't Ask. Mm. And so we must go forward and ask, and you ask at the point of entry. If you're trying to get a job, don't take the lowest pay. You're saying, I'd like to come and work for you for X amount. This is what I need for my family, Mm. just like a guy would do. Mm -hmm. And we don't – we feel the need to demonstrate competence. For my position, I have over 12 different certifications and licenses more than anybody else in our region for my job. That's what women would do. We demonstrate the competence first, not fake it till you make it. Right. Which has more to do with gender differences, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. So we as women business owners need to overcome some of that. 
like we need to play more golf. It happens out on the golf course, Mm. not necessarily in the boardroom. We don't have women on corporate boards. Mm. And what you will see is that corporations will typically let one woman through, maybe two. Yeah. Somebody of color, somebody of, of female rank. But what we know is that it takes a minimum of three of diverse backgrounds or sexes to make a difference on the board. Mm. Um, Sally Krawcheck has published a lot. She's been head of three major financial institutions, Mm -hmm. and she publishes a lot about that. So we're looking at that from what we're able to judge based off the number of women businesses that went under Mm -hmm. or the lack of able to produce income um, is that we have – drop back 10 years in Mm. terms of the pay disparity. Mm. So I know that women, that business owners all across North Fulton are looking for employees. Right. I don't care if it's fast food or IT or healthcare. They're looking for women business. They're looking for women employees. So if, if business owners can step up and look at the pay, across their 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 own company mm-hmm. and see if there's any disparity um, and offer that to women or offer a, a bonus, a signing bonus, something like that to get women back in the workforce, back through the door. They may be having to pay extra for childcare if the school closes for a week or two. You don't want them out of the office. Sure. Or you want to look at hiring a company like Mary's, you know, that'll – give you in-home technology so that you can continue to work from home rather than not working at all. Also to look at healthcare benefits. You know, women make 98% of all healthcare decisions. Mm-hmm. So if you're a healthcare business owner, you want to have marketing, all this kind of thing that appeals to women mm-hmm. because that's, that's who's making the healthcare decisions. They also spend about 77% of all retail sales. So all you marketing gurus out there <laughs> and you, you know, you got to appeal to women. Right. By death and divorce, they end up with the money. Right. Sure. Uh, Rita Evans and uh, Mary Ledbetter are with us, folks. And we're, we're talking about national women's equality day uh here in 2021 and and uh some of the issues surrounding that so um i guess let's talk to uh businesses that want to make a difference um you you mentioned a few ideas um rita but um in just in terms of hiring but um let's talk about i guess maybe what that workplace looks like and and what what employers ought to think about as they look at their workforce and trying to make that more diverse and the benefits of making that more diverse. Well, I think that, and and this is proven by research that the stock price of companies that have diverse boards is more stable Mm -hmm. than other stock prices. So one, it helps solidify the value of your business. That's important. Mm-hmm. You don't want your 
what you've worked all your life for to be flopping around because you haven't been inclusive of that. Now, to be inclusive just for the sake of being inclusive, is it a poster or is it through the culture? You get better decision-making, those different kinds of, of things. But what I have seen is that, one, you have a work-from-home option, okay? We've seen that it works, that people can be productive. Uh, I also have seen where it can be abused, where somebody's working two jobs instead of one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better to slack and have two paychecks than bust it for one that doesn't reward you. Right. So I would be looking at that. Um, I have a good friend that owns a law firm, and she hires what she calls mommy lawyers. And they are women attorneys that are very well learned, uh, well respected in the community, that decide to have kids, and they want to work school hours. So she is employing them in a way so that they can have more time at home, more work life balance. And I think one of the benefits of COVID is that families either really got better and stronger or much weaker. And you saw that across the board. There was nobody that was just, okay, it was like, I forgot what it was like to be home, being around the kids. Kids are either thriving or striving, trying to keep up. And I think so if we can be more um, creative in our workplace solutions, possibly with the hours. We were getting into that before we got some really good DOPT people in Georgia and had some good road stuff going on with 400 and some others and the, the extra lanes and things with work hours. Uh-huh. You know, you can go in at 7 and get off at 3, or you can go in at 10 and get off at 6. So I think the the flexible work hours would be really helpful. Could you throw in some Saturdays, you know, so that when maybe daddy's home, mama can work, those kinds of things that would be more creative in terms of that, as well as perhaps, and I'm very aware that insurance because of COVID and all the death benefits and things that have happened has has gone up in price. Mm-hmm. Well, we as business owners are, you know, we want to provide for employees, but it costs. So can you have more of a smorgasbord of benefits for health care so that if I want, you know, to pick my own provider and have all this extra added protection, better mental health coverage, better this, better that, that I can opt into that or I can, you know, use a high-risk plan. So offer employees more of a smorgasbord of health care benefits would draw in more women, perhaps, or give them a choice. Sure. One of the things I would you would think, let's put it like that, that um, companies would have learned in the pandemic is maybe they're more flex, they're able to be more flexible with working than what they thought before. And some of them are trying to put the genie back in the bottle at this point in terms of the inflexibility of we want you to come into the office at certain times and all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, so there's John's Small editorial. Sorry about that. So, <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. That's right. So, um, Mary, talk, talk uh, extend on what uh, Rita was talking about, just in terms of um, maybe talk to um, women that are in fields like technology, that uh, they're trying to move up um, 
and they're trying to uh, put their best foot forward and and uh, grow in their companies and in their industry, what advice would you give them? I think that women have something really valuable that they don't share very often, which is their point of view. As as Rita said, a lot of times, um, you know, particularly in the South, but I suspect that it's much more prevalent than that. Um, women have not been raised or encouraged to, you know, promote and 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 expound on their point of view on things, mm. and it's it's often different, but in a in a good way from from what you would get from male or you know other other types of employees um, being all inclusive here, and but women are not encouraged to share their point of view um, for the very fact that it it that it could you know, bring enlightenment or help companies to be more flexible or to look at things differently. And I think a part of that is incumbent upon women to, um, you know, to just get over it and and start speaking up and offering their point of view. And I'm, I'm talking about in a way that's constructive mm-hmm. and that can be construed as, as something valuable that you're bringing to the table. Um, I also think that, that young women – I look at my children, um, my children's children, my daughter-in-law, my my stepdaughter, um, who are extraordinarily bright women. I know how passionate they are about causes and and business and and making it uh, and going places, if you will. But yet, when the push push comes to shove, they're very reticent to speak their mind to come in because they're afraid that if they do that, they're going to be labeled. Mm-hmm. And it's going to follow them for the rest of their careers. So they hold themselves back. And these are girls that have been encouraged, I know, to do from me, from, you know, from, from women who, who understand what they'll need to do, have been encouraged to, to be present and to, and to make themselves heard, not as women, but as people with a unique point of view. And uh, I think that, you know, th- there are programs in place to encourage them to do that. My company is a very inclusive company. We have lots of programs to help not just women, but 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 minorities in general. Mm. We've got you know um, resource groups for just about any. I'm not going to call out any one particular minority group, but there's a whole bunch of them that go beyond race or gender. Mm-hmm. And my company's working very hard to make sure that those people have a voice. But I think we're special in that. I think a lot of companies have a long way to go in order to be able to recognize the diversity that they have amongst themselves that they're not taking advantage of. I think especially in like sales, sales, you know, Mm -hmm. you may be in financial services or technology or whatever, and that's the content of the conversation. And and John, you're a pro of this. It's really a relationship business. Yeah, for sure. You know, you've got that. And so what I've noticed and what I've experienced in in my healthcare career and in my financial services career is that when you give like bonus incentives and trips and things like that, or if you want a motivational speaker for your company, I can't tell you except that 90% of the time it will be a sports person or a sports analogy to motivate you. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that's great. But I, I, I will say go dogs to the day I die, but I really never played football except for one powder puff game. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to perhaps use something else to motivate me other than sports, you know, that would be one thing. So when do you have other kinds of motivational speakers than a sports figure 
Well, and that when you give the awards, I, I can I have experienced. Um, I went on a trip, and my husband was able to go with me. And when we were got, got ready to leave, uh, we were presented with a photograph album of our trip. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the pictures, and there was one picture of me seated beside my husband at dinner, and the rest were of my husband. They automatically assumed. Oh boy. That he was the recipient of the award. And when I would call in to an 800 number to help, they would say, well, who's the, who's the advisor? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going like, it's, it's me. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that, and, and there are books written on that. There's a book called, I can't believe she did that. We as women have got to quit bickering and being catty with each other and empowering each other. Mm. And that, to me, is one of the biggest things we can do. We've got male supporters, and I'm all about helping guys. I'll I'll help guys all day long. Mm -hmm. Our own Brandon Beach and John Albers, okay, drop legislation for the ERA Mm -hmm. in 2019, Mm -hmm. along with some Republican women, Mm -hmm. okay? And so we've got male support. Right. We never got it out of committee in the state of Georgia. Oh, boy. There were three bills dropped mm-hmm. in that in 2019, so we could get this done for the 100-year anniversary, and not one was allowed out of committee. It wasn't allowed to be heard, as Mary was in, and it wasn't allowed to be voted on. Just vote one way or the other. Right. But not allowing the vote to happen is, is very... Um, chicken. Chicken. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Yep, you can add a few words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you could add chicken defecation. How <laughs> yeah. about that? Rita makes a really good point, too. And, in, in, you know, my business being in technology, um, over the years, you know, I, people talk about, you know, there's, there's about women being subjected to, you know, all, all types of harassment, this, that, and the other. And I can honestly say that, um, and maybe it's just because of me and who I am, and, and it's just like a do not go there kind of message that I send off. Mm-hmm. But I can say that the, the the two times in my career that I have been, I, I feel like personally harassed have been by women. And, mm. the, and, the, and these are women who were trying to do the same thing I'm doing, which is to make a difference and to, to, to move up and to, and, and to segue into, you know, more responsibility and, and I'm in sales. Mm. So more responsibility and more money and, and being able to, you know, to have control over my own destiny. Uh, so as Rita said, I think women, uh, one of, th- one of the messages to women out there who may be listening today is to get out of the way of people, women who are trying to make a difference. You can stay out of the way of men too, because it's just a nice thing to do. But um, you know, I think that women should support each other, and I don't mean that in a, a, a you know an, an inclusive, you know, no one else allowed kind of way. But mm-hmm. but there is something to be said for um, you know understanding that we're all in the same place. Yeah, and part of that with corporations in particular, they may let this is gets back to letting. You know who is the designated woman or two in your office that's supposed to move up. And if it's not you, then it's like, so, but let's help everybody together, you know, men and women. Men get the benefit of having worked with teams all along. Mm -hmm. And what you say, like if, if John, you were, you know, the 
second vice president of this and you got promoted to CEO, you would go up and then you would bring the guys that you work with that you like along with you. Mm -hmm. And you'll see whole teams will move from one place to another just through chain of command. They've had the benefit of that. After Title IX, which said that women would get team exposure in the same amount of college athletics, uh, money would be spent on women's athletics as men. Now you're seeing women come up with team experience. Mm. And so that's helping some is that we can work together better. And we need more work on that and more inclusives of men and women of all different backgrounds. It just makes for a better soup. You know, when you're having vegetable soup, you want some carrots, some potatoes, some butter beans, a little chickpeas, you know, a few things like that, and and some good stew meat. So you've got to have a mix, not all English peas. It just doesn't work. It doesn't taste right. 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 You are a Southern girl, aren't you? Yes, you, <laughs> you, you just gave us a good she recipe. She put there. the okra in there, but I was waiting for it. <laughs> I love it. Okra's on my next stop. There you go. Um, uh, Rita Evans and uh, Mary Ledbetter, folks, uh, have been with us today on North Fulton Business Radio talking about National Women's Equality Day and some of the uh, – issues around that we we talked mostly about business and we were we were going to try to talk about some other issues but we've kind of run out of time um but we'll just have to have you back and do that again maybe so uh rita uh and mary thank you so much for being with us um but before we let you go let's get to the most important question for those that want to be in touch and would like to talk to you more about how they can get involved or uh uh in some of the uh, initiatives that you've you've discussed uh, how can they do that? Rita? If they would text, I want to help 38 agree to 770-633-1544. That's 770-633-1544. Or go to our website, 38 agree. We'll be glad to get you involved and help make a difference. Awesome. And I, I think uh, as, as importantly, uh, it would, it's always a good idea to keep in touch with your um, with our Georgia legislature. Mm. Um, you know, the Georgia Secretary of State's office has got some information about um, the ERA on their website. Um, and, you know, we won't be the 38th state, but uh, it would be great for us to ratify this amendment. Um, there's local, uh, as, as uh, Rita mentioned, our own Brandon Beach and John Alpers, you know, our, our uh, Georgia state senators. Um, but there are, are women in that role um, mm-hmm. up here in North Fulton, yep. specifically, you know, coming uh, Johns Creek, et cetera, um, that we that you can contact their offices or the House of Representatives there, you know, f- find your local House of Rep, you know, for your district and um, make your voice heard in terms of, you know, where you want this thing to go. Awesome. Forward is good. Forward is good. Absolutely. Rita Evans, Mary Ledbetter. Uh, wow, what a great conversation. Thanks so much for coming on. You're thank you, welcome. John. And thanks to Renaissance Bank for hosting. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Yeah, thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that if you've got administrative tasks in your business that are dragging you down, if you're up at night doing your books, that's probably not a great way for you to spend your time as a business owner. I've got a suggestion that involves office angels. They've got 
uh, SES Cabido is the chief executive angel over at Office Angels, and she's got a whole team of angels. And speaking of women that actually are working in alternative uh, uh, circumstances, uh, Office Angels. Uh, Essie's got a team of talented, mostly women, who uh, have to be at home with kids or maybe a loved one, taking care of a loved one, and um, are not able to have that full-time job, but they are extraordinarily talented. And uh, what she does is uh, she listens to what your problem is and picks one of those angels, and they fly in, get the job done, and fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as-needed basis. And she's been doing this 21 years, and I know she does great work because I'm one of her customers. So, folks, call Essie, 770-442-9246, explain what your problem is, and uh, she'll be glad to help you, and she'll help your business like she helps mine. Uh, and just a quick reminder, we would love it if you would subscribe to North Fulton Business Radio. If you're able to give us a five-star review, we would love that. It's not about me. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our great guest, like Rita and Mary, uh, who do great work, and, and uh, their work deserves to be celebrated. If you could help us in that way, we'd appreciate it. So for my guest, Mary Evans, and or Rita Evans and Mary Ledbetter, easy for me to say, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.